Are there parts of doing whatever it is that you do for your clients that are painful, that should work better, that could work better? We were talking before we started recording about a tool that actually goes out and takes your potential customer and looks at their all of their online profiles and helps you come up with So are you real today, Dean, or is that your AI avatar that I'm talking to? If it was my AI avatar, I'd be a whole better looking guy here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it almost feels like it's coming to that in the world and in our business with AI, right? Where it's like, yeah, where's human, where's AI? And how does AI fit in and where is it going? And honestly, it feels like there are a thousand new tools every single day. So today, let's dive into not so much any particular tool, any particular tactic, but let's start talking about the strategies and how we use AI and how it fits into specifically our marketing and sales processes inside of our business. What do you think about that, Dean? I love it. I think that's where we need to go. Because if I had one more person telling me use chat GPT to produce my next five blog posts, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> right? Everywhere I look, it's just like, holy cow. Yeah, we know. We know. But who cares? That's not going to differentiate me in the business. It's not going to move my business forward. I may save a couple of copywriting dollars, but who cares? You know, it's kind of like this, and, and sorry to cut you, but, you know, everybody wants the easy button. So what was it, 10, 15 years ago, Staples made the easy button, the, the, the thing, and, and popularized that whole thing. And guess what? To me, at least, Staples was never easy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so it was always hysterical to me that they popularized the easy button. But that's how, in sales and marketing now, we're looking at, Generative, especially generative AI as it's our easy button, yeah. right? Yep. But your point, it really isn't. It no. really, really isn't. It, it, if you're hoping that AI created content is going to help differentiate you in the marketplace, it might be a little bit of a long road. You may be a little disappointed. Is it a powerful tool? Absolutely. Is it going to give you insights? Absolutely. But if we all use similar prompts, because you can, you know, you can buy the prompt, you can use the tools, you can do it. We're all going to get similar output, right? And so there's, a, I think there are some diminishing returns short term with this. But I think, as you said at the beginning, how can we use it strategically? How can we use this yeah. tool or this set of tools or this new technology, if you will? in a way that's more strategic. Maybe your team, if you want to lead us off on this and just describe for the audience generative AI and kind of where we're going with this conversation in terms yeah. of strategic. That might be great yeah. to say. Yeah, and, and, and so I'll do that. And, and then there's another side. So there are really two big sides to this, okay? And one is the generative side, and that's a side that most of us know, see, and feel because ChatGPT came on the, on the market then Google followed up with Bard. Now there's Anthropic. Now and and now we have all the image generators as well that are generating all of this content for us. Yep. Right. And so we all know that, and it's all 
glamorous because let's face it, content creation is hard. And it's probably the thing that most of us don't want to do. It's like number two after selling. And if you don't like selling, we've got a great episode to help you overcome that too. But content creation is right there, whether it's visual or written. And so these generative tools seem like the, the answer and, and to, to what Dean is saying. But the truth of the matter is they can be used on the generative side in one out of two ways. My opinion, okay, within your strategy. So number one is in the ideation and coming up with the ideas, all right? There's something we're working on in, internally, actually, which is 15 models that you can use in ChatGPT to help you solve problems, to come up with solutions to, to, to problems, right? And what it is, is it's stuff you know. Like, did you know you could ask uh, ChatGPT to, con to answer a question considering a SWOT analysis? Right? And so those types generate ideas that you may not have had before or things that you may not have thought about before to help you create better content. Okay? So that's one side. The other side is I have created a piece of content, but is it good enough? And a chat GPT can take a piece of content that you've created and help you enhance it. Yeah. Help you make it better. Okay. So strategically, those are the two places that you really should use something like a chat GPT in your marketing, especially, right? Now, can you go in and say, hey, write me a 500 word blog on blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you can, but you really shouldn't. You really, really shouldn't, okay? So that's one side, that's one side. The other big area where AI, you can use it strategically is in the analysis of data. Yeah. Listen, I don't know about you, but most people, if you show them huge amounts of data, they just kind of glaze over and go, Bleh. I mean, it's natural. Like, our brains weren't designed to process massive, massive amounts of data no. and then find commonality. You see, because that's often what we're looking for. We're often looking for a pattern as to why a customer did what they did, and we can't see it with our naked eye. Yep. And yep. AI can help with that. You know, we were talking before we started recording about a tool that actually goes out and takes your potential customer and looks at their all of their online profiles and helps you come up with understanding how to communicate more effectively with this person, the type of language to use to communicate more effectively with this type of person. Number one, neither one of us have the time. Number two, neither one of us have enough people on our staff to have the time. <laughs> and number three, even if we did, we probably aren't smart enough <laughs> to analyze that much data and come up with a comprehensive profile. Right, right. In a right? reasonable amount of time, yeah. In right. a reasonable amount of time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so that's the side of AI where we've got massive amounts of data. We need to do something with it. We need to learn something from it that AI can take all of that data and say, hey, here's what you can learn. Here are the decisions you can make based on what you gave me here and yeah. how it would affect you. 
And I got to tell you, that's the side of AI that I'm more excited about than the generic copy and content creation. Again, while that can help with ideation and all that stuff, yes. It's the analytics, it's the data, it's the insight because we're both strategy first. That's what growth engine yep. is all about. But how do you develop a strategy without insight, without okay. knowledge, without wisdom? You're freaking guessing. You're guessing. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things I'm most excited about, as I said, is using these tools to analyze data. And it can be large data sets or small. Sometimes the small data sets are hard to analyze because there's limited amount of information. To and extrapolate. Then, yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Yes. It all may look the same or all looks disconnected and you just can't. And I will connect those dots. The other piece that I think is interesting is that we as humans will always impart some of our personal bias into our mm -hmm. conclusions, right? It's just who we are. It's where, how we see the world. You and I could look at two different, the same data set, but the two different people on this call maybe conclude things differently because of our backgrounds, our experience, our influence. AI doesn't have any of that. It doesn't care. It's going to respond exactly the way you ask it to. So I'll give you an example. Working with a client on messaging, mm -hmm. she was struggling with this concept of transformation. What is the transformation her services provide to her clients? Yes. And she was speaking from her perspective as the service provider, as the expert. And so I said, all right, let's not guess anymore. You've got 10 or 15 really great testimonials on your website. Let's grab them. We'll drop them into AI. And we'll ask AI to analyze these testimonials yes. and document and summarize the before emotion and the impact of that emotion, the after emotion and the results, and how my client impacted that transformation and give it to me in a table. And it gave us this exactly what we asked for. And so we can now speak to their audience in this sort of self-identifying messaging because we know exactly emotionally where they're at and the problems they're wanting to solve in their words. And so what it calls people is to lean into the messaging. Yes. Could That's she have brilliant. done that on her own? She couldn't because she would always impart her bias. I could yes. have tried, but it would have taken me hours. We did this thing in 10 minutes. That's the yes. part that's really fascinating for me. And that is the absolute beautiful part, right? And, you know, let's lean in there a little bit more even on bias and, uh, because that's the key. Now, people are going to say, well, AI is going to have bias too. And, and sure, because it was created by humans, there's always going to be some level of bias. But let me give you all this example of how we bring bias into things. So I own a video marketing agency. We hire staff. I also own a staffing agency. We hire staff. We hire a lot of people, okay? Between the two of them, we hire a lot of people. I have a, um, a young lady who manages most of that hiring for me over the last year and a half or so. We just hired someone, actually, yesterday. We hired someone yesterday, and the first step is we send them the contract, and usually people respond right back and they sign the contract. The young lady responded back and said, hey, I am very sick. I'm going to sign the contract, but I'm sick in bed. I'll sign it next week. Now, in, a, in the last year and a half of probably hiring over 100 people, three people that we sent the contract to have not, and I think it's really two, have not returned it. 
Because this young lady wrote back and said, I'm sick, I'll sign it early next week. My team member said, oh my gosh, she's like those three people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Made the assumption, right? And that's bias. It is. Right? And, and, and I bring this example because so often we think about bias and we only think, let, let's be real, racial gender, we think about those big bias things, right? But we have bias in so many different areas. You have bias if you see someone driving to McDonald's. Maybe you like them, or maybe you're not like them and you're saying they shouldn't be like that. You've got bias in there. There's bias everywhere. And even though, yes, AI is still going to have some biases, it's going to have far less than you and I. Yeah. And you can even ask it to either have more bias or lean a certain way <clears throat> or not. Right? You and can you can even ask it what, what its bias was. Yeah. Yeah. What were your assumptions? Yep. Yep. And if the act as part of the prompt can influence that bias too. Right. Absolutely. And you may do that unintentionally. Act as a whatever it is, you've just inserted your bias, perhaps, or the bias of that profile into the result. So, yeah, there's, there, it, it's fascinating that it will do pretty much what you ask it to do without any consideration of results. It doesn't care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we have to be very thoughtful of that. Yeah. Um, I, I, the other thing about sort of thinking about using these tools strategically, there are. So there's all the generative, there's the analytic side, but there are a lot of other AI tools and approaches and strategies you can use in your business, right? And so I would encourage business owners to take a step back and think about are there bottlenecks? Are there areas that you're stuck? Are there areas of blind spots perhaps? If you've got a coach, they can help you work through that. And, and see if there is a tool, see if there is data that you can utilize to help get that unstuck. It doesn't just have to be around content and messaging, even though that's what yes, absolutely. You know, Bard is Google's AI, right? We were talking about that earlier. Mm -hmm. It has access to the internet live. It has access to Google Analytics live. It's a very different tool to a GPT, even if you have yep. the, you know, the premium where it has access to Bing and all those fun stuff. So expand your vision of how you can use these tools. Think beyond the AI posts on Instagram reels that you see all the freaking time. Yeah. yeah. Let me take this even in a slightly different way. Okay. The purpose here behind where all of AI is going is expanding the human limits. You and I have put a governor on our lives, on our brains, even of what we believe is possible. Okay, there are things in your business that you say, this is how it is, because that's how it is. Mm -hmm. Right? You know, hey, my cost of goods sold has to be this much because in my industry, that's just what it is. Anything like that, that you are acquiescing, you can use AI and say, hey, here's this data. Is there a different way to look at this? Is there a different way to manage my cost of goods sold? I'm using these types of suppliers. 
this type of, and I'm paying this much in this industry. Are there other ways? You'll never know what it may come up with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of applications and our, our limitations limit the use and, and, you know, application of AI. And, and again, so AI, artificial intelligence, right? How do you think about that? There's a level of intelligence, a level of insight that it can provide us and a scale far beyond our capacity to process. And that's so, the point. Yeah. yeah. That's, that is the whole point. It's not just a, if you think about producing blog content, Right. Is that really testing the tool? Come on. No. Right. It isn't. It, it's like driving a Ferrari around a parking lot. Right. Come on. You're not really going to open that baby up. What can right. you do? How can you stretch it? And so let me take this a little bit higher, too. And so I, I, I gave you those two big ways that AI can help. Right. Mm -hmm. And Dean, you, we've talked through that. But now let me let's look at your business as a whole, which is kind of where you were going, Dean, and, and look at three different areas of your business, really high level for a moment, y'all. Okay. So there's the growth side of your business. That's your sales and marketing. And we've been talking about that. We're the growth engineers. That's what we love talking about. Okay. And how AI can help you with the ideation and then the data analytics, which by the way, the data analytics feeds back into the ideation. Okay. Yes. But then there's also fulfillment, which Dean was starting to, to touch on just now. All the stuff that happens after the sale, AI can help you there as well. Do you have bottlenecks in your fulfillment? Are there parts of doing whatever it is that you do for your clients that are painful, that should work better, that could work better? AI can analyze that and help you figure that out. And then there's the third side, which is the part that I mentioned just now. And this is, and Dean was, was echoing as well. And this is the side that's truly, truly amazing is the innovation side of your business. Yeah. You see, so many of you don't have an innovation side of your business. And so that's why for AI, all it is for you is just, oh, I can create some content. AI can help you innovate. But the only way it helps you innovate is by you asking the question that you think no one can answer. And getting an answer and saying, holy crap, what if that were true? Mm -hmm. right? And that's actually an exercise that um, I've helped people with is the what if that were true? So think of something that you believe in your business that cannot, that, that is the way it is, and the opposite cannot be true. And go ask, what if that were true? What else would change? Yeah. You'd be amazed at some of the answers you get back and the thoughts that it opens up for you to innovate inside of your business and inside of your industry. Yeah, it's an opportunity to dream and think big, think different, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you start to do that, that's where you really start creating a company that becomes world class. 
Yep. And it doesn't mean that you're taking over the world to be world class. It means that you're doing what you do better than anyone else for the people that you do it for. Maybe you're only supposed to serve 50 people. Maybe you're only supposed to serve 1,000 people in this entire vast world. But this gives you the opportunity to serve them better. Yep. Yep. And as business owners, we have to uh, give ourselves the space to think. Right. So we bounce from the it's a whack-a-mole, right? One fire to the next. <laughs> and it gives us no space, either time and mental space to do these kinds of exercises. We're headed towards the end of the year now. I'm not sure when this episode will be published, either at the end of 23 or the beginning of 24, but now's the time. I don't care when it is. Now's the time to give yourself space and permission to do that kind of thinking. You can't innovate in a vacuum. And that's what AI can help you with. Take your data, go ask the impossible question. Heck, if you get back an answer that's impossible, then fine. But you're no, if you get back an answer that is possible and now you can innovate, you would have never had that before. Yep. Yep. Maybe there's a middle ground that you can figure out too, right? Yeah. 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 Big stuff, fun stuff. There's a lot, there's, it's infinite. It truly is infinite. Uh, and that's the fun and also daunting part of, of using these tools beyond writing blog posts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 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 And so, you know, as you go, ask the questions. And honestly, ask the questions. And when you get a bad answer, consider how else to ask the question. And when you get another bad answer, maybe reach out to one of us and say, hey, I asked this question, I got a bad answer. Reach out to somebody else who's also using it, I got a bad answer. Because that's the process. Mm-hmm. You've got to continually ask better questions. Okay? When you want to consider the strategy, the strategy, honestly, is about looking at your business and saying, what are the questions I need to ask at each stage? And what are the questions I'm scared to ask at each stage and going and asking those? Ask them anyway. Exactly. Ask them anyway. Yeah. As always, my friends, we are the Growth Engineers. He's Dean. And I'm Atiba. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye, y'all.